This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. A universal basic income of nearly $2,000 a month is to be trialed in England for the first time. Refreeze, uh, receiving free cash from the government when nothing is expected in return, they say might sound like a utopian dream, but it could soon be a reality for some in the U.K. where plans for a universal basic income trial have been established as a two-year project. Welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms And this morning, my wife came to me, and she says, Chuck, have you heard? I have received something on my cell phone indicating that there is a promise of $2,000 a month for every person without a requirement for work. What do you think of that, and do you think this is reality? And so I began to do some real research. And today on Viewpoint, you're about to receive the results of that research. Indeed, it is true. Yes, it is on a trial basis in England. But it is true, and while you may think that it's on a trial basis in England, it actually has been tried and is in the process of being tried in various countries around the world and in cities. So today on Viewpoint, We're going to take a look at what is called UBI, or Universal Basic Income. What does it mean? Is it reality? Is it just a utopian dream? Or are there other things that we should understand about it that perhaps are, shall we say, more sinister? I believe that they're more sinister And yet you'll never read, you'll never hear about the sinister aspects because that doesn't promote it. The only things that are going to be revealed are the things that actually promote. But when you know that something is being promised for nothing, there must be a tag somewhere. Even though they say you're not going to be required to work, it's just free money. So that everyone has this wonderful basic income, shall we say, a survival income all over the world, brought to complete equality. Isn't that what DEI promises? Equity? Inclusion? Diversity? So this plan would be diverse, It would be the same, but diverse, because it would include diverse countries, and so it would be marketed as diverse, DEI, and inclusive, but also bring about what they call equity. In other words, everybody would get the same amount of money. Question, does this not sound suspiciously like the words that we heard from Klaus Schwab a while back when he said, Ultimately, you'll own nothing and be happy about it. Ultimately, you'll own nothing 
but be happy about it. What is it we won't own? And what is it we're going to be happy about? And why are we going to be happy about it? And why would Klaus Schwab, as the head of the World Economic Forum, have such an opinion that we would be happy about it? Would he be happy about it? Would John Kerry, the billionaire, married to a billionaire wife, would he be happy about $2,000 a month? Would Mr. Musk, would Jeff Bezos be happy with $2,000 a month? No, really, you know, it's not about them. It's about everybody else. And there is lies one of the problems with the so-called UBI, or Universal Basic Income. It sounds good. It's seductive, my friends. It is profoundly seductive. I mean, why is it that welfare increased dramatically under Johnson, Lyndon Baines Johnson, and so did the production of illegitimate children. Why? Because they got something for nothing. Well, not for nothing. We're having children out of wedlock. But they got something, and they didn't have to work for it. You see, it just doesn't work. But they say it does. In fact... All of the highfalutin economists are saying it's a wonderful piece, a wonderful idea, and we should implement it immediately into policy. So today on Viewpoint, we look at how ultimately your submission and the submission of all humankind on this planet is ultimately being seduced in the promise of something for nothing. Stay tuned, friends. We have a lot on the table here today on Viewpoint. They say, well, does universal basic income work? Well, there are countries that are putting it to the test. Two trials of universal basic income have been launched in England. The Welsh government previously launched a guaranteed income scheme for people leaving the state care system. The development or devolved development in, in, in government in Wales has announced a guaranteed income scheme for 18-year-olds who are leaving care homes and foster care. In Finland, UBI, universal payments, experimental benefits for mental health. Unemployed people were given payments of about $620 a month in 2017 and 2018. The payments continued even if the recipient subsequently got a job. And in the United States, in Alaska, they've been running a form of guaranteed income since 1982. Pretty interesting. Alaska, as you know, derives much of its revenue from oil and mining leases. So... That means that the payment, the guaranteed payment, varies depending on oil prices. Normally, between $1,000 and $2,000 a month, the payment for 2021, though, went down to $1,100. But with oil prices surging for 2022, it went up to $3,200 a month. 
for every citizen. This seems to be happening, but can it happen universally? And what would be the consequences of it happening universally? Universal basic income. According to the World Economic Forum, it's the answer to the world's inequalities. According to the World Economic Forum, recipients of guaranteed basic income work more and have better mental health. See, it's already showing up. It's a proven reality. Utopia really does exist. Are you ready to move into it? We'll be right back. This is you. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismar, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. Today we're looking at the concept of universal basic income. And according to the authoritative source of Wikipedia, universal basic income pilots all over the world. In Kenya, Uganda, Nambia, Massachusetts, Stockton, California, Ontario, Manitoba, in several places in Latin America, Iran, India, and Israel, Italy, Finland, Scotland, Germany, Wales, Catalonia. Wow. Apparently, this is a concept that is expanding worldwide. Contrary to popular perception, that it's just a way-out idea that hasn't gained any traction and never will because it's unrealistic. Well, it may be ever so unrealistic, but that doesn't matter if you have ulterior motives. You see, if you want to use it as a means to gain dominion and control over humankind, it doesn't matter whether it would seem to work or not on the short term. And that's why we need to talk about it. Because it is a tool, it's a vehicle, my friends, that is being mainstreamed as we speak. Mainstreamed. Promoted by the UN, promoted by the World Economic Forum, even though they deny it. And we're going to find out that they don't deny it at all because it's actually in their literature. But they deny it for public consumption. But it's happening. Here's the article. Came out as far back as 2016. Called Basic Income, a Radical Idea Enters the Mainstream. Notice the mainstream. 
a universal basic income. UBI is a payment made to all adult individuals that allows people to meet their basic needs made without any work or activity tests. UBI has returned to the policy agenda as the result of concerns about technological change. Some commentators argue that new technology will permanently reduce the demand for labor leading to job losses, stagnant incomes, and worsening inequality. Well, it would seem to me, I I do and have generally been considered as a fairly rational person. So let's think about this for a moment. Commentators argue that new technology will permanently reduce the demand for labor, leading to job losses, stagnant incomes, and worsening inequality. Okay, so then why are we continuing to push the technology that's designed to ruin people's lives? Why are we doing that? Where's the advantage? Are we suggesting that we're going to continue to pursue technological so-called advances to destroy people's lives and the ability to live, and then we're going to subsidize or replace their income as a result of their labor as largesse from the greater world community that might be prospering from the robots, and other technology. Something doesn't seem quite right about this, does it? So there has to be a deeper motivation. There has to be something else that's not meeting the surface discussions that we're going to be taking a look at here today on Viewpoint. The recent interest in basic income policy has generated more than just talk, said the report back in 2016. Governments are planning trials of basic income proposals in Finland, the Netherlands, and Canada. A nonprofit research arm of Silicon Valley firm Y Combinator is funding a trial in Oakland, California. Basic income has moved into the mainstream of public debate as a reaction to two trends. First, they say, the global financial crisis led to deep and prolonged recession in many developed countries. Well, we've had those kinds of things before. That happened back in 2008. Second, influential commentators are warning that the rapid development of new digital technologies may permanently depress the demand for labor. But now some commentators are arguing that technology is also destroying higher-skilled, better-paid jobs. So what's its value, friends? Are these people actually admitting that they're pressing in and developing technology for the purpose and knowing full well that it's going to destroy human welfare and sustainability on the planet? And that the only solution is to play Robin Hood and to take from those that have, the remaining people that have, and spread it around at $2,000 a month to those who are no longer able to work because of the fancy new technology? Does not something sound strange about this? On the one hand, you can nod your head and say, ah, so, ah, so, well, it sounds like maybe that's a reasonable argument. But when you really stop to think about it, it's not that reasonable at all. 
In fact, if you read the Bible, it says if a man will not work, he should not eat. If a man would not work, he should not eat. Now, why would the Bible say that? First of all, not working and getting the results of other people's work actually creates tension among people. Resistance and uh, uh, trouble from those whose resources are being taken and envy by those who are receiving the largesse from those who seem to have. It doesn't build a healthy society at all. It actually creates more tension in the society. More lust, more envy. More hatred. Something is wrong with the undercurrent of these ideas. But they're coming from people, you see, who have abandoned the fear of the Lord. They've abandoned their biblical roots. And they're cast out on their own ability to reason. And they've been given over to a reprobate mind. And this is the best they can come up with. So in that sense, you can understand it. But at its very root, it's not reasonable. At its very root, the consequences are vast. The undesirable consequences are vast. Yet they say universal uh, basic income proposals show three features. Universal, paid automatically to all individuals or all adult individuals without a means test. In other words, without requiring anything from them. Unconditional, paid without conditions, for example, a job search or requirements or anything else. Adequate, set up at high enough level to protect citizens against poverty. A UBI would be paid to all adult citizens regardless of need. So it's universal. Social assistance payments to everybody. Billionaires, millionaires, and people living on the street who don't want to work. Now, I'm not implying that everybody living on the street doesn't want to work. But in reality, most of them don't want to work. And they've proven that over and over and over again. Look at the streets littered with drug paraphernalia. Under UBI, all adult citizens would have a legal right to payment regardless of how they choose to live. In other words, they could use it all for drugs. Do you not think that that's what would happen in so many, many instances? And people who previously could not have afforded drugs will go to the drugs and alcohol because in reality they're not happy. How can they be happy when they're not working and they're showing and proving to themselves that they are nothing but a weight on the rest of the world. Work, friends, is an honorable thing for people. Is it not? The Bible seems to think that it is. 
And so, we have this radical idea that's entered the mainstream, which was acknowledged all the way back in 2016. So obviously this isn't a new idea, but it's now gained mainstream. So where is it going and where is it coming from? Well, there is an article that came out uh, that purportedly was debunking the idea that uh, the World Economic Forum was uh, sponsoring uh, these kinds of things and... uh, We shouldn't pay any attention. I have it right in front of me here called the World Economic Forum isn't planning the end of national sovereignty. Well, the mere headline tells me thinks thou protesteth too much. That this headline is designed actually to try to cover what the World Economic Forum really is about. In other words, it's disinformation to try to combat what they're alleging is misinformation. Did you get that? It's disinformation that is designed to cover or debunk that which they contend is misinformation. Misinformation that the World Economic Forum and the UN are about eliminating national sovereignty and are about, uh, you know, uh, a, a world of globalism, a new world order, the Great Reset, and so on. So they're citing a particular article that came out, and they said this, this, just, this just isn't, isn't correct. And uh, so they're debunking. None of the initiatives listed are planned by any of these organizations, they say. Okay, so what is it they say are not planned? Well, among other, there's no evidence, they say, that either Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030 of the UN includes plans to end national sovereignty. No, but that has been the undercurrent throughout all of the discussions at the United Nations for years. And they intend to form a world government because they see that's the ultimate purpose of the UN. The article says there's no evidence that the World Economic Forum plans to end national sovereignty either. Really? Well, then why is it? Why is it that Klaus Schwab said during the height of the COVID crisis, that this moment must be seized in order to drive the agenda of the new world order and the Great Reset more quickly. What was that supposed to be about? You see, when people write these kinds of debunking articles, they think you and I are uneducated fools that we cannot put two and two together. But friends, if you connect the dots, which we do here on Viewpoint every day, it is inescapable that that's exactly what these organizations are about. They refer and debunk the idea that the Post mentions a one-world cashless currency. 
So they say, we're not, it's not clear what that means. Okay. That doesn't mean that they haven't mentioned it and are in, uh, heading that direction. In fact, the Pope himself has called for it. Two Popes in a row have called for that. A global economic government. They said there's no mention of universal basic income in the full documents of either Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030. Notice they said in the full documents. Well, how about in the rest of the discussions and writings? You see how they're dancing around the reality. Then they turn around and say, universal basic income is the answer to the inequalities exposed by COVID-19, which is a direct statement coming from the attorney Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations. They're playing games. There is with so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint again. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. God has not promised blessing or prosperity to anyone who will not work. God has not promised blessing or prosperity to any family whose leaders or family members will not work. God has not promised prosperity or blessing to any congregation composed of people who will not work. God has not promised blessing or prosperity to any nation whose people will not work or are seduced from keeping working, from working. And God has not promised any blessing to the world and the peoples of the world who are seduced and yield to that seduction by those who do not have their best interests at heart, refuse God's promises, and decide to trust a world government. No prosperity promised from the God of creation who made humankind in his image. So what about all this basic income? Remember what the article that I just shared with you, trying to debunk the idea that the World Economic Forum and the United Nations isn't interested in uh, universal income and isn't interested in getting rid of uh, individual sovereignty or national sovereignty? Remember that? Well, here's an article for the World Economic Forum. It says, World Economic Forum, that's the source of this. Why we should all have a basic income. 
The idea is called Unconditional Universal Basic Income, UBI. It's taking root within minds around the world and across the entire political spectrum. Rising inequality, decades of stagnant wages, transformation of lifelong careers into sub-hourly tasks, exponentially advancing technology like robots, world-changing events like Brexit and the election of Donald Trump, they said. All these and more are pointing to the need to start permanently guaranteeing everyone at least some income. Why? Because, friends, they have to seduce the world to submit. That's what it's all about. It's about seducing every man, woman, child, or the most that they can get to be suckers for their uh, utopian promises to submit so that they won't have to fight it out on the battlefield. Something for nothing. We've all heard the phrase, there are no, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's always something attached to it. Somebody wants something. Somebody's looking for something. That's where the phrase comes from. And there's no such thing as free basic income. They want something. They want control over you, over me, over our families. That's how Klaus Schwab can make the seemingly ridiculous statement that ultimately you will own nothing and be happy about it. You'll be happy because there's no other alternative. They've completely taken away your freedom. What else can you do? I don't think that people in Joseph Stalin's uh, gulags felt too good, too happy about owning nothing. I don't think they did. Their sovereignty was taken away. Their freedom was taken away. And the only thing they had was the miserable existence that they had under the domination of Joseph Stalin. The same is true for every other dictator on the face of the planet throughout history. The World Economic Forum says basic income would be an amount sufficient to secure basic needs as a permanent earnings floor no, so no one could fall beneath. They say giving money to everyone for doing nothing, that sounds both incredibly expensive and a great way to encourage people to do nothing. But then they say the exact opposite is true on both accounts. Because they say it's not actually about money at all. That's true. It's not actually about money at all. It's about seducing your submission to a one-world government. A godless one-world government. Which means that you, if you were to choose to opt for this kind of governmental largesse, you would automatically be declaring your lack of trust in God. 
Now, this is very different from Social Security. In social, with Social Security, you have put something into the system. You worked. But not with this. This is a universal basic income promised to everybody, regardless of work. And regardless of location. This is a sinister, seductive plan to bring you under total submission. Now, what's interesting about this is it's passing in the name of democracy. You see, Islam has the same goal, the same goal of bringing the entire world under submission. Did you know that? That's what Islam means, submission. But their form of submission is at the point of the sword. That has been the modus operandi of Islam since Muhammad was on the planet. It's their declaration. And if people do not submit, automatically submit voluntarily, when the sword is brought, they're either to be killed or brought under a massive taxation system that is so onerous that you could never rise out of it. It would be like permanently being consigned to a... uh, a universal garbage dump for your livelihood. Bare, bare subsistence living. That's the Islamic version of submission. This system is, it's not on its face. Islam is on its face. Clear out. Straight out. You submit or else. This system is seducing people. Just like Lyndon Baines Johnson did with the welfare program back in his administration. And he did it intentionally. He did it intentionally. To bring minorities and particularly the black community under full governance and submission to the federal government so that they would forever be addicted to voting Democratic. And that's what happened. That's how it happened. And even the pastors played footsie with the program. How many pastors are going to play with this one? Say, what a wonderful thing. Now all my people are going to be able to have $2,000 a month whether they work or not. What a blessing. No, friends, it's a curse. It's a total curse. You do not see things from God's viewpoint. God ordained that we work. And as the Apostle Paul said, if a man will not work, he should not eat. He should not be given continual largesse because you're seducing him to even more indolence and more problems because idle hands are the devil's workshop.
But friends, this scheme here is the devil's workshop. It's designed to bring every man, woman, and child under dominion of a new global government in which you will lose your freedom, you will lose your identity as a true human being before God, and you will be nothing but a digital representation for the rest of your life. That's what Bill Gates has in mind for you. I don't know how much more plainly to put this. This is serious business, friends. Let's put it in another way. In my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, we have an entire chapter talking about the mystery of the mark, the mark of the beast, this mysterious mark. How is that going to come about? Why are people going to receive the mark? Have you thought about it? It does say that the consequences of receiving it are twofold. Number one, you will not be able to buy or sell or transact any kind of business unless you do receive the mark. But on the spiritual side, if you do receive the mark, it will be a testimony of your lack of trust in God, of your casting of all your care and confidence for salvation upon a godless global government, and you will forever be consigned to eternal damnation. Revelation 14. Those are the two simple factors. How, then, are people going to be seduced to receive the mark? The same way that this concept of uh, basic income is being presented. You have to submit. You have to submit to the program in order to get what is promised to be free. The problem is you give up your freedom totally before God and man. Not a good trade-off. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Andrew Yang, one of the many politicians that was contending for the 2020 Democratic nomination for president, advocates a universal basic income, that's UBI, under his proposal, which he calls the Freedom Dividend, 
The U.S. government would pay $1,000 a month to every American adult. I want you to think about this. What is he calling this? The freedom dividend. Do you know what our congressmen usually do to identify a particular bill other than by number? They give it a title. And the title almost invariably represents just the opposite of what the bill is really intended to do. It's totally deception. That's what this title is. Freedom dividend? This is not a freedom dividend, friends. This is a ticket to slavery. Economic slavery to the government. I have in front of me a 41-page article laying out universal basic income in perspective from the Hoover Organization. We don't have to go to all those 41 pages to comprehend. Here on this program, we're able to distill and attempt to distill what may seem to be daunting information and facts and connect the dots so that we can apply the word of God to these situations and not be trapped by them. The enemy of your soul, friends, is intent on seducing you into his submission. And the global government that Klaus Schwab and his acolytes like Joe Biden have in mind and John Kerry, what they have in mind is nothing but slavery for the bulk of humankind. They call it the Freedom Initiative. It's not about freedom at all. It's about taking away your sovereignty as a human being before God. And they say you're going to be happy about it. Maybe that's because you can't do anything else. And you're not going to have to compete with anybody else because everybody's getting the same amount. Where it's coming from, that's another matter. Nobody really wants to talk about that. Because some have said that if America were to do what Mr. Yang has represented, it would require a 74% increase in income taxes. 74% increase in income taxes. In other words, one way or another, you're becoming a slave to the government. You're not, not any longer underwriting a government through taxes to provide services No, they're controlling you so that you're serving them. They're not serving you. It's a complete shift of attitude and spiritual direction. This is a spiritual issue at its root. And that's why God, in his word, in uh, Revelation chapter 14, declares that to receive that mark of the beast, This all leads to that, by the way. This is how it's coming. And the mark of the beast is going to be marketed as a wonderful thing. This is how we're going to solve a lot of problems. We're going to solve criminal problems. We're going to solve identity problems. We're going to solve all kinds of problems. It's going to be so neat. It's going to be so wonderful. And you're even going to, you might actually be given money to take the jab. You may actually be given money, seduced initially, to take 
the chip, or whatever it is. Oh, and you're going to be so thrilled. And you're going to be telling your friends about it. Look, you know, I got $1,000. I didn't have to pay for this. They, they gave it to me. I got $2,000 for this. Whoa. There's no free lunches, friends. When you enter the serpent's nest, ultimately he's going to bite like an adder. This is nasty stuff. And we're in that moment right now. This is the moment. I just don't quite understand why it is that people can't come to grips with it. I guess we just don't want to. Today, we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We need to trust the Lord like never before. We need to come to a place where we don't just have a theoretical trust in the Lord, like trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him and direct your path. Yes, that's true, and we should do that. We should understand that. But it has to be woven deep into the fabric of our hearts and our minds so that when push comes to shove, we will not cast away our confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For we have need of patience that after we have done the will of God and trusted him to the end, we shall be saved and receive the promise. Get a copy of the book, Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter. It's going to help you a great deal to understand the times in perhaps ways that you have not contemplated. To understand how that infamous mark is going to come about, is already coming about. And this universal $2,000 or $1,000, whatever it happens to be ultimately, that you don't have to work for, is just one more way to seduce people to submit and once you have done that, it's going to be a terrible thing to try to get out from under it. You probably won't be able to. You probably won't be able to. I have an article in front of me here, Globalist Death Cults, Transhuman Digital Agenda Demands Your Submission or Else. Demands Your Submission or Else. Every once in a while you come across someone who seems to fully understand the anti-human nature of the globalist agenda being pushed on society today by the United Nations, World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, Club of Rome, and so on. That's how this article begins. Few people see the whole ugly picture. They don't know how to connect the dots. But Laura Abelie is a citizen of the UK with a background in entrepreneurial business an intelligence gathering, and she says that all of this global control thing is demanding mass submission. And she's talking to people in England about it, seeking to replace Christian civilization and biblical values, she said, with an antichrist, anti-human dystopia. The book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It's a $22 book, yours, 
for uh, $18 on our website, excuse me, $20 on our website, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. You might have to anchor the seatbelt of your chariot as you read some of the chapters. They're going to reveal to you the reality of what actually is happening. It's not about fear-mongering. It's about helping God's people, professing Christians, to be prepared and to prepare their families and pastors to prepare their people for what's coming. I had a call from one of our listeners. She's been listening for about seven or eight months now. Just called me this morning. She was distressed. She wasn't ordering a book. She wasn't doing anything. She just says, you know what, Mr. Chris Meyer, I've been listening to your program, and I I, I understand. I look around me at my so-called Christian friends and relatives and people in the church and so on. They just don't get it. They live like the rest of the world. She says, I'm beside myself, and there's nothing I can do about it. But I just wanted to call you and let you know how I'm how I'm feeling about this. And you might be feeling the same way, my friend. And you have good reason to feel that way. Because that's exactly the way it is. I believe that this is the reason why God spoke to my heart back in 1992. Right there in my law office saying, son, you've been pleading the cause of men long enough. I want you to plead my cause in the land. As a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation here in America's greatest crisis hour on the near edge of the second coming. And friends, the message has been intensifying. My wife was talking about this just uh, yesterday. She says, Chuck, have you noticed how your message has been intensifying, becoming more and more particular over the past 30 years? It's true. That's because things are moving rapidly, my friends. There's no more time to play around. No more time to play pretend. What Jesus said was going to happen is happening. What the Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, Apostle John all wrote about is happening right in front of our eyes. So people get ready. Jesus is coming. What does that mean? Well, one of the things it means is you might want to get a hold of the book Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. Someone just wrote to me today, said I'm in the process of reading that book. Wow. It grips my soul. Well, that's what we need. Right? That's a $16 book. $17 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. Seduction of the saints, how to stay pure in a world of deception. We're not here to just cry and scream against the darkness. We're here to lead God's people to prepare, to strengthen, to encourage, to build up, not tear down, to build up.
hard to hold back the tears, friends. It really is. Now, (laughs) they're trying to justify how they're going to pay for $2,000 a month to every person by saying they're going to use it to help communities fight climate change. In other words, they're going to come up with every conceivable justification to try to lure, seduce people to submit. You know how they're thinking to deal with this? Well, if you're not going to work, you could. It could be a different kind of a thing. In other words, it could be a participation income model. Not just free money. You then could be required to do tree planting. And anything that involves restoring biodiversity and bolstering natural solutions to climate change. In other words, another works progress thing. That the New Deal perpetrated upon America. It's unbelievable that people can't see this. In front of me. Just Google universal basic income. And you're going to find, I've got right here, six pages of listings of articles. Half of them from the World Economic Forum. That say... This is a great idea. This is where things are going. The most recent article was in June of this year. Are you ready for these times? Is your trust in the Lord in the power of his might? Friends, let's work for the night is coming. For the night is coming when no man can work. You ready? Get a copy of those books. Antichrist, Seduction of the Saints, Become a Partner, Send Your Gifts by Faith, Friends, to Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. 